I believe in you. Hello and welcome to this latest episode of whatever horse show we're calling it this week. Right, Phil, look at your fucking face. Oh my fucking <laughs> <laughs> Almost had it. Yeah, this, this is a Russian bomb. If you're new to this show, don't worry about it. If you're not new to this show, then hi, Catherine. Um, <laughs> I think we claim Mick as well. Oh, we got Mick as well. I think I think Phil listens every now and again. We got we got a couple of stat padders in there as well. <laughs> yeah, just as long as they keep playing it on repeat, it's fine. Just change up their IP and a VPN every now and again, and they're laughing. And uh, hello, hello to future me as well for listening. <laughs> I should probably listen every now and again. But I don't know if it counts as one of the stats because it's me that's uploading it. Future me, don't be disappointed in my draft. I'm gone. <laughs> I've gone for something funny, so you know. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think we did funny on this podcast. I thought we were super serious about everything. <clears throat> oh, I am. I meant funny as in like exotic, strange. Oh, smashing. I like it. I mean, I'm intrigued. Uh, right then. Before we get to the draft, we need to talk about the, I think it's the, the elephant in the room. I think we're going to jump, before we do anything else, I know Phil, you're going to talk about it. It is the Carson Wentz situation. Phil, take us, take us through what's going on there. Oh, full kit wanker Carson Wentz. <laughs> <laughs> the John Terry of the NFC East. Exactly. The super, the only difference. Oh, yeah. Is- oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the only difference between them is that at least Wentz didn't turn up to lift the hoist the Lombardi in his in a full kit. He should have. He deserved it. <laughs> uh, what for being carried on the shoulders of a giant Foles? Well, there's only one bit of his giant. Who, who can live up to Big Daddy Foles like? No one. Maybe Fitz Magic. He hasn't won a Super Bowl. So fortunately, the Eagles traded the uh, best um, quarterback away. No, no Jalen Hurts is still there. Of a couple of years ago, before they drafted him. But anyway, we, we uh, I digress away from um, the uh, fantastic signing for the Colts. <laughs> in... For those listening on an audio format, Harrison's given us the fingers there. <laughs> Very subtly rubbing his hand up and down his cheek. <laughs> you might have noticed. Well, that, you might... You're not that lucky. <laughs> you might have noticed the change in my voice. <laughs> um, yes. How are you feeling about that, Harrison? The the that quarterback who we've maligned for, but I think probably every episode has been mentioned. How shit he is, how many, how he managed to go from almost a record-setting fumble season to a record-setting interception season. I if he played, was, if, sorry, go on. I was just say if he'd played every game last season, he might have closed in on um, Winston's record without the touchdowns to go with it. I believe it's episode two that we started on the I hate Carson Wentz train, and now I think we're what episode ten or eleven or something like that. And now Harrison has to back down quite far. Um, yeah. <laughs> Come on, defend your defend your. Is, is he the only Super Bowl winner you've got on your team? No. Well, Super yeah. Bowl winner Jacoby Brissett is a free agent, so but he doesn't count. Well, you've got until what count. next week or something, middle of March. Yeah, um, so yeah, he is the only Super Bowl winner we've got on our team. Well, and Frank Reich, you know, obviously was part of the Super Bowl winning Philadelphia team. Um, what position did he play? Uh, offensive coordinator. All oh, right, yeah, because you, you get a lot of them in the, in the draft. Yeah, um, well, look at what's going to Philadelphia without him. So, so you just taking Philadelphia's cast offs then? <laughs> just to be honest, I don't get the pick when Mathard. Uh, Mathard? Matthew Stafford was available. I like it though. It's a great, it's a, it's a great portmanteau. Yeah. Obviously, he went to the Rams, but I think, uh, I think it's not the best it. choice. But I am going to back him to the Eels, and you know, at least he's not Aaron Rodgers who chokes it every game, and at least he's not in Miami where he's just going to go to waste. So, 
I mean, that's, that's just attacking the, because you've got nothing to come back with. Attack is the best defence, and with Carson Wentz, that is not true. Um, attack <laughs> is the worst defence. <laughs> I say didn't went to. Ch- I mean, you, um, I mean, we've given Roger some shit for choking the um, the final game that he played in last season, but didn't went to choke about ten or eleven last year. Went to choke the Steins position to a rookie. <laughs> so uh, he choked himself out. Yes, Fixie wanked himself yeah, out of that team. We full Michael Hutchins on the yeah. Eagles last week, last year. I mean, getting like serious for a minute. He got sacked fifty times last year. That's not going to happen at Indianapolis. No. Um, and when you look at what we did with Philip Rivers, you know, with Philip Rivers was a bit of a laughing stock. Um, so if we can replicate anything like that, I'll be happy. Um, but, but the difference is that Philip Rivers was a good quarterback, <laughs> so he wasn't just he wasn't just. Gonna, I mean, Wentz Vaynerchuk did get highly pressured last year, but there's plenty of footage of him standing still, planting his feet, and then throwing the ball to a quarterback. I, I look at him. You know, we've got to play divisional teams six times next year. Um, so we play the Texans twice, the Jags twice, Tennessee twice. You yeah. win two of those. So it'll, it'll win all six of them. Um, the rest of them are trash. Uh, Deshaun doesn't want to be there. He's going to sit out. Uh, Jags probably mess up the first round pick and take a kicker or something. And, you know, fuck the Titans. But I, I listened to Pat McAfee and some guy dug out a stat and Carson Wentz was actually worse with Frank Wright because he's coordinator than after Frank Wright left. It's all looking so well for the future in Indianapolis, isn't it? I mean, up in the... yeah. I mean, he's got all the tools around him, hasn't he? I mean, we've got a decent O-line, all right receivers, quite young and up and coming, and Jonathan Taylor, so... If he doesn't do well here, it's just shite. But this is a two. This is a two-year experiment, you know. So fucking expensive I've, one. I've got a bite the tick. Well, Eagles took most of the cap hit on that. Thirty-three million they took. Hmm. So do you not pay? So you only have to pay the difference in the wage. I think we. I think we pay. Uh, twenty-five million or twenty million a year, or something like that. So it is expensive, but the Eagles took the majority of the cap hit. So when you look at what we actually got it for, anyway. Hmm? I'm sure the Colts have huge cap space anyway. They're just not spending on anybody. We still have like the six moist, six moist cap space after Carson Wentz's contract. So but to be fair, your, your skill position players are all quite young. I'm pretty sure yeah. the two, at least two of your receivers, are probably on rookie deals. Plus Taylor. Yeah. So the kind of the marquee positions that cost a lot are fairly cheap. So. I just you know, that just means it is only a two-year experiment before we all want big money for him in a second contract. How I see it is Archie Manning's coming through college right now. We are just making a five-year plan so we can, like we sucked for luck in 2012. Didn't we he play in like the 70s? Crap. What's that? Didn't he play in the 70s? <laughs> Archie Manning's dad has gone back to college. Like yeah. Mature student or something. Um, so, to be fair, it's still better than Wentz. At least he could, at least he'd recognise a wide receiver when he sees one. I'm fucking better than Wentz. And I can't even throw a ball. <laughs> Just like I said, I'd rather go eight and eight with Jacob Eason and at least try and get someone with a rookie. And then, because then if you if you do shit with a rookie, you pick high in the draft and you know everything's all right because you get an amazing talent. If you do shit with a fucking expensive quarterback, what we've got now, you've got to keep him for another year. 
because you've got to justify paying that for him. And be shit again in a second, yeah. Exactly. So it didn't make sense, but you know, I trust Chris Ballard. What he's done with this team already is, seems to be good. So hey, we're playing chess, they're playing checkers. It's just not a good checkers. <laughs> You're playing throw shit in a bin with Carson there. Set it on fire as well. It was a power run team last year, Lauren. So we're going to be a power run team this year. It's just we've got Philip Rivers with better legs. So. <laughs> a worse arm. Worse arm, yeah. So Worse decision making, worse game reading, <laughs> worse injury history. I mean, you're getting sacked 50 times. Situational awareness. It's not exactly your fault, is it? it shitty shitty teammate. Yeah. No, but the, I don't think. The Eagles did cast much, much, uh, many favors last season because he was like the, that O line was like a wet paper bag at the best of times. Just yeah. you can run through it like nothing else. So Boss, I don't, th- I don't think Wentz helped himself because I mean, this, in the season with Foles and stuff like that, the load of reports came out about him being a bit of a dick. Him and like, Doug him, do not like each other. Him wanting to be the kind of alpha dog there, and wanting people to know, despite the fact that he played like maybe nine or ten good games in his entire career up to that point. Up to this point. <laughs> yeah, it's... I mean, I'm going to have to back him. <laughs> he his head in his hands. Yeah, yeah. I say it again, for everyone listening to this, he's deeply, deeply burying his head in his hands. This team gets to the playoffs, I reckon, no matter what quarterback we have. So I reckon... Carson Wentz could drag us to the playoffs, but I also reckon Jacoby Brissett or Jacob Eason could drag us to the playoffs. That's a fair cup. Again, the, the Daniel Jeremiah truck and trailer thing, like some quarterbacks lead teams and some yeah. quarterbacks get carried, and that team's good enough to carry most yeah. quarterbacks. And the thing is, we're in our Super Bowl window now. Uh, that's, that's the whole thing behind this. Hmm. But Carson Wentz isn't going to win you a Super Bowl. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. <laughs> So, nope. I hope he proves me wrong. And if he does, you know, fair play for the fucking ginger twat. But, <laughs> oh, God, I just can't be arsed with this. <laughs> the pure <laughs> exasperation. It's all next season, just it's, it's just going to be delicious already, isn't it? Like, holding it going to be great fun. <laughs> and, so, are we going to start up a Wentz watch? And I mean, yes, Philip, Philip Rivers had a bit of an excuse, didn't he? Because no off-season. I know everyone, but going into a new system, no off-season, no practice. So I could understand why two or three games, everyone thought Philip Rivers was shit. Carson Wentz isn't going to have a fucking excuse. So if he comes in week one to the Jags or whatever and fucking loses, then oh, it's going to be fun. Fucking 16 weeks. <laughs> it is for at least um, two-thirds of the pod. Yeah. But this is his make or break, and it? Yeah. if it doesn't work out for him, that's his career gone because yeah. Eddie Cruz was just shit all along. The rock's, well, go, rock's gonna come calling. Yeah. If it if it was good, then if he is good, then it proves Philadelphia was shit. So it's a bit of like a shitter version of was it Brady or Belichick? Was it Wentz <laughs> or the Eagles? <laughs> which one was the turd? So which one was the goat? Uh, right. I, I mean. I don't know about you guys, but I, I'm quite excited to see how Wentz gets on in Indianapolis in because I think it's going to be an absolute bun fight. And I can't wait to see Harrison slowly descend into madness over the course of 17 weeks next year. Um, I'm, looking f- I'm looking forward to seeing the, um, the fight between him and Kirk Cousins as to who could hand the ball off more. <laughs> uh, right, moving on then, we've got our, our weekly breaking news section. 
Um, I don't know if either of you boys have seen this, but just before we came on the podcast, Russell Wilson has been throwing his toys out the pram the last couple of weeks. Uh, he's apparently being traded to the Giants. Over Giants? Yeah, yeah. Two first rounds. Russell Wilson was fucking available. And we went after Carson. <laughs> <and Diamond>. <laughs> <laughs> so the Giants have uh, the Giants have pulled out an absolute steal by giving him two first, a third, additional fourth in the 2023 draft. So... Yeah, how do you think that's going to work out? It's a nice big market for a minute. There's a lot of Jesus freaks over in uh, New York, I hear. Yeah, he's it's got, uh, say, the Giants, so he's got Saquon behind him. Yeah. He? So you've got a scrambling quarterback who's fast, uh, good running on the throw. Uh, running on the throw? Throwing on the roll. Yeah. Run, got, run on the throw. And then you've got a running back like Saquon. It opens up a lot of RPOs and... You know, I screen passes what they couldn't run with Danny Dimes because he just fell over. Well, that's, that's the interesting thing. Because they've got Danny Dimes there still, they're going to keep him on as a backup for a couple of years. He, he'll learn from Russell because he's not entirely dissimilar to Russell in a lot of ways. Like, I mean, apart from when he trips at the end of his run. But apart from that, he does scramble a fair bit in the, in the pocket. He's, he's like Wilson in the same sense that I'm like Wilson in the fact that I could run around a bit, but I'm really shit. <laughs> Um, I mean, it, he'll be trade bait somewhere else easily. You think so? Easily. He's, they're not going to hold on to it. He's only got another year left or so on his rookie we'll contract, I think. <laughs> Anyone but Wentz. Um, yeah, I can't imagine him. If, they, yeah, if they've got Wilson now, they, Danny Dimes is not seeing another game in New York. So where's he going then? Ooh. Ooh. Oh, forget Bears. The fucking, this gives it'd be us great. A draft It'd be great if he went to the Jets, wouldn't it? That would just like the fire. How good would that be? He'd go to, he'll go to the Bears. He wouldn't even have Bears. to move if he went to the Jets. He'd just stay in the same house. They'll franchise, they'll franchise tag um, Alan Robinson and they'll sign Danny Dimes and that'll give Alan Robinson the collection of quarterbacks he's caught passes from. Uh, Nick Foles. Well, so include Nick Foles, Mitch Trubisky and Blake Balls. Wow. <laughs> and still he's put he's, he's put for a thing. As a season for the last four or five years. What a quarterback creep that is. Exactly. Now add Danny Dimes in there. I reckon he'll go for like a fucking third and a Snickers. <laughs> he'll probably retire at that point if that's his quarterbacks. But um, I mean, to be, that's, a, that's a good move for, um, for Russell. They've been trying to build that O-line up slowly. Um, the, the GM likes his hog mollies, likes his guys in the trench, which is what he needs. And they've got Blake Martinez, who they picked up from uh, the Packers last <laughs> offseason. Mm-hmm. He's not terrible. He's not great by any stretch, but he's, he's like no, uh, no Corey Lindley or, or David Bakhtiari or whatever else. But he's not a bad uh, lineman. So he's yeah, he's, he's worth he's worth it. I think he, he should do well there. But that does, as I said a minute ago, that does give this, the Seahawks a lot of trade capital, probably enough to make the big move of the offseason. Oh, and make Harrison very very happy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to take Carson Wentz off his hands. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Do you reckon, so do you reckon that uh, do you reckon they've got enough for um, Watson? Well, as I say, it's two first, a third, and a conditional fourth. I mean, the Texans have no. Well, you've got all the Texans picks this season. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're, they're begging for a bit of capital to work with when uh, when Watson does eventually leave. So maybe Danny Dimes goes to Texans instead in this in the place they build around there. But then the Seahawks haven't got a first rounder because they traded for um, Adams. Well, Adams. But the Seahawks always draft poorly in the first round, anyway. They don't, oh yeah, or they don't draft the first ones. They tend to move out the first round yeah. anyway. But they're just preemptively doing it exactly. before the draft. <laughs> just backing off before they need to. So, 
So, yeah, so that, uh, right, so any other thoughts on this big move for Russell Wilson then? It's obviously a good, a good move for him from a, a marketing perspective, moving into New York, because that gives him yeah. uh, mm-hmm. the, the, the clothing lines for his wife and whatever else. So, Seattle is just a boring place as well. I feel like everyone's fucking miserable. <laughs> pretty, <laughs> pretty but boring. It's a bit like Manchester, do you know? Like, I lived there, so I could say that. It's always raining. Everyone walks around in long parker coats. Every other person thinks of Liam Gallagher because the Earl of Tambourine wants. It's like, fuck off. If only if only he'd fucking kill himself like Kurt Cobain. It could have been great if he was dead. <laughs> no. Uh, right, if I had to if I had to sacri- if, I, if I could sacrifice um anyone from Oasis to bring back Kurt Cobain, it'd happen in a fucking second. <laughs> I'd jump on the train. I fucking hate Oasis. I've no one no idea how they're so popular. They're the modern they're, day. They're, they're the modern... Boy, <laughs> who was the famous band for playing three fucking chords? Uh, status quo. Yeah, they're the modern day status quo. I could play almost their entire back catalogue in 1997, having played the guitar for about nine months. <laughs> they're fucking gash. But you can play their back catalogue, so that's uh, like you, then it does them. <clears throat> I, 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 that's because I thought they were the best band in the world when I was like 14, 15. And then I discovered this little thing called music. Oh, really burned them with that one, Phil. You got them good, mate. That was a singer. <laughs> I bet Liam Gallagher's fucking shit in his pants when he listens to this. <laughs> you won't understand anyway. Nah. <laughs> uh, right, moving on from the big trade news then, we're gonna, is, is it time for the draft or is there anything else to speak about in the meantime? Big Ben coming back to fuck, oh, yeah. fuck the Steelers for another year. Yeah, Thank he you. Must, he must still be in therapy for his pornography addiction. <laughs> yeah, he do that to women as well. Come back for another year just to fuck him. <laughs> Only <laughs> if they say no. Actually, yeah, he's going to quit because um, Art Mooney, whatever it is, wants him. Yeah, so I mean, we, we spoke about this briefly in the, in the group chat earlier, but so Big Ben's probably coming back. So that's 20 million. Well, is it 20 million or 40 million? 20, I think. Um, Phil, you said that Juju's not likely to leave because he's got the fifth-year option. But well, he, want, he wants to stay. Yeah, and I think Tomlin has explicitly said that he's, he's looking to move on from Juju. And on top of that, I think Mike Tomlin is actually crying himself to sleep because Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell both made it to the, the Super Bowl this year yeah. and were in Titans uniforms. Titans? Eva's <laughs> uniforms. I just hate Pittsburgh. Like, the team, the team are so crappy, aren't they? Like... They seem like a bunch of scumbags. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're a bunch of scumbags. Like the whole dancing thing on the and the fucking. Oh, I like and Ben Roethlisberger is the most overrated QB I've ever fucking seen play. Yeah, I got nothing on Carson Wentz. I bet you paid. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> yeah, <I'm laughs> saving the effort. He's got the m- m- mobility of Philip Rivers. I couldn't have speak that. Um, he's got the arm. Of Philip Rivers, but he has the brain of Carson Wentz. What a he also has the sexual prowess of Philip Rivers, but not quite the consent. No, at least Philip Rivers is, you know, married, <laughs> and his wife said yes. <laughs> Ben's probably married, and his wife said no. Didn't matter. Had sex. I'm just bitter. You know, we could have got a better quarterback. But you could have Russell Wilson for pennies. We could have. We could have had Russell Wilson. Just saying it out loud. Think about all of the all of those ones. Like, yeah, Stafford was available, Wilson available. He did say he wanted to go for a team that was going to challenge for a Super Bowl. So immediately the calls were out. 
I mean, we've got a better chance than the Packers, haven't we? Because they just choke every semi-final, so. Not every semi-final. We got there in 2010. <laughs> 2010. Well, yeah, I was still in school. Yeah, I don't know what it is about the Steelers that I hate, but I do hate them. Yeah. It's they're like just, I can't. They're, they're, they're one of these teams that they're a little bit like um, Alex Ferguson era Man United, but without success. You know what I mean, like they, they, they haven't had like a lot of uh, head coach turnover. I think Mike Tomlin's only about their fourth or fifth in their in the whole uh, history or something like that. You know, they had like a long period of success in the I think it was the seventies or seventies. They won uh, five, I think. Like that, yeah. Five, five um, out of about six or seven years. Yeah, it's, they're just going on past glories. In fact, no, they're not Alex Ferguson era Man United. They're 90s era Liverpool. Trade yeah. on stories. <laughs> Their boot room bullshit. That's what they were. They, they were good when everyone else was shit. That, yeah. That's what that was. They were they were they were great at the era of cheating. Yeah. <laughs> like them and them and the Raiders. Since the Raiders couldn't fucking um put uh stucco all over their arm and plaster of Paris and fucking clothesline people, they've been shit. That and uh Mark Davis is busy recovering from his burns. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, right. So the the Juju thing, like he's got a fifth fifth year option. I think the team has that option rather than him. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen a lot that he's going to get released because he's a bit of a tit. Yeah. Uh, well, they've got they've got Claypool being a bit of a prick as well. Like you can only deal with one of them. Yeah, but Claypool's actually putting up numbers, whereas <laughs> Juju is Juju is not a wide receiver one. He's wide receiver two. He needs someone to take all the attention off him. Um, like he was great when Antonio Brown was there. Because Antonio Brown was better, therefore got more coverage, therefore Juju was free. Yeah. But if he has to actually do any thinking while he's at work, then he's he's fucked. I just hope they finish last in their division for the next twenty years. Because I just I'm not a fan of them. And it was just that Browns thing and like you say, Chase Claypool. Like just what a twat. As a rookie. The Browns thing's always funny because like especially last season, because Freddie Kitchens was there and then he came back the next week with some stupid t shirt. I can't remember what it said. He was just trying to stir up shit with the Browns, it was hilarious. I, I really miss Freddie Kitchens. I think actually he's going to be working with Russell Wilson at the Giants now. Is he cooking the kitchen? No, I, th- I think he was uh, um, Jason Garrett's assistant offensive coordinator. <laughs> I th- that rings a bell. I genuinely don't know how true that is, but I feel like it is. Sounds like a Russian fumble fact. It does. It does. Much like all of the Russian fumble facts that come out of us. <laughs> and if you are still listening, you can follow us on Twitter at Russian Fumble. <laughs> Yeah, I've just the thing with Big Ben coming back, there's a high chance that in the in the north there that you've got the Ravens who are capable of winning that division um, just on Lamar's feet. Um, the Browns have looked good uh, and have, have built kind of well the last couple of years. Now they got a bit of uh, they got Stefanski there and a little bit of um, stability. That's the word I was looking for. I love it when people finish my sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Bengals have got their quarterback. If they do end up taking someone like Sewell in the draft uh, and shore up that line and protect him a bit more and stop trying to destroy his legs, then they could be, make a push, which just leaves the Steelers with a um, a less mo- a le- less mobile Drew Brees behind um, that line. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's, there's nothing really else I want to talk about with the Steelers because they're just... Eh. Moribund. I don't even know what that means, but it sounds good. Sounds too intelligent for this podcast. Exactly. Feels like a word a day calendar. Shit, that's my word a day toilet paper. (laughs) 
Um, oh, something I did notice is that Tyrod Taylor from the Chargers has gone into free agency. So that means that, and like, given how crappy it is, it probably means that could have got Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> has he got his slung back again? I, I believe so, but I mean, just like the team doctor with him. Yeah, because like, he's going into free agency, that means that they'll need to pick up someone to sort of like mentor Justin Herbert a little bit. So I don't know if they go for who's who's like an older quarterback that could be good. I think maybe Alex Smith might go if the if the if Washington don't keep him up. A bad shape. It depends if they need um because they're going to need someone to sit. I think rather than play because they want to get it going to win. Chad Henney. Chad, Chad, Chad Henney. I think he just signed a new contract. I'm making that. Chad Henney and Patrick Beers. Patrick Beers. Oh, Tony Beers. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know. No, I don't think Alex Smith might go because I, I, I think he's got an option. Like the team have an option on him for the year, but I don't think. Like something I read on, I think, is the Athletic yesterday was that the Ron Rivera is not massively keen on him, but his options were limited last season. That's why he got so many games. So if he does go to the Chargers to sit behind Justin Herbert and, and sort of teach him a little bit, that'll be the 49ers where he got pushed out, and then the Falcons where he got pushed out, and now Washington where he's been pushed out. And every every quarterback that's come after him has been, been decent. And Kansas City, wasn't he? Yeah, I think I'm in Kansas City instead of the Falcons. Yes, I did. Yeah, because yeah. he was like, they kept get kept, they kept getting to the postseason, they losing the first yeah. round. Well, I can't remember who replaced. I think it was Kaepernick replaced him at the 49ers, mm-hmm. and then Patrick Mahomes replaced him at the Chiefs, and uh, Tony Bears has replaced him at Washington. And so, if he goes to the the Chargers, I think I think it's a Probably the best landing place for him. Yeah. In a, in a small segment that is dangerously close to being actual football analysis. <laughs> but then who, so you, you reckon that the um, Washington are going with um, Beersy Boy? Well, they give him a two-year contract, so I think they'll probably pick pick him up and then maybe try and coax someone out of retirement. Or they'll maybe take... Um, Tyrod. Well, either, either Tyrod... Quarterback swap. <laughs> they might go for, um, what's his name? Uh, down in Jack- Jacksonville. Um, the fucking nah, not, Pete, not Peterman, the other one. Oh, oh Minshew. Yeah, Gardner Minshew. I reckon he'll go for Minshew because he's got like a year's experience under his belt and he's just a fucking riot. <laughs> that moustache is fantastic, it is. Did you see his little clip a couple of weeks ago where he was sitting in his car and he shaved his hair and a mullet? <laughs> it's phenomenal. <laughs> the Mississippi mud flap. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, th- I, think, I think Minshew would be a quite good fit in Washington as well which means that down in Jacksonville, they pick up Trevor Lawrence from free agency because that's pretty much a given. And then they could pick up a, a sort of older quarterback, maybe like an RG3. Yeah. I, know, I reckon RG3 might be, might be gone. He's, um, he, never, he never quite showed enough to push through. Yeah, but as a backup, he's not terrible. But then even, yeah, even as a backup, I don't know if he's done enough to get himself back in the league now. That was, his chance was to really try and show... Um, uh, uh, the Ravens that he was like he's similar to Lamar but I don't know if he I don't know if he performed enough to keep himself in a, uh, a job anyway outside of his name fair enough uh, any other thoughts on any other thing before we jump in the draft from me no no, no? fuck it then right we're going to jump into this draft then <coughs> this is either going to be better or worse than last week uh, Phil I believe you said Harrison was up first yeah, I think if we're going to if we're going to slide the order last week was me, Harrison, and you. So if we want to slide that, slide everyone forward one. Harrison first, you second, me third. 
Yeah, no worries. Snake draft again. And this week, Catherine, we are doing the condiments. So we're not gonna, I'm not going to go through and give it all the full list, but we're just going to have a little definition of a condiment here because there was a bit of discussion at 3 o'clock in the morning with Kieran from the, from the Pixies group chat. Condiment, according to Wikipedia, is a supplemental food, such as a sauce or a powder, that is added to some foods that impart a particular flavour, enhances flavour, or in some cultures, to complement the dish. But it's not a standalone dish. So like a hummus is not a, is not a condiment. Mm-hmm. With me? Uh, the term originally described pickled or preserved foods, but has shifted over time to include other small packaged goods, such as coffee and tea. I'm not putting tea and coffee in this draft no. because tea and coffee can be a different draft when we have less than nothing to talk about. So, yeah. All right, plus, on. plus to be fair, Kieran's about seven, so we can't really chime into com- adult conversations anyway. He thinks custard's a condiment. Yeah, fuck you, Kieran. Yeah, if, that's um, Kieran that appeared on the Russian fumble to try and defend the New England Patriots. Kieran actually is the highest rated guest we've had. With 18 listeners. <laughs> <laughs> so that was his brother and his mum and his aunt, his teacher, all of, all of his schoolmates. <laughs> if it's for you, it's for you, isn't it? Exactly. I'll fucking take it. Just yeah. get more kids with them. <laughs> Just have all the children listening. Yeah. Um, all right then. Uh, so we'll kick That's off. That's more nonsense than it needed to. <laughs> get your mind out the gutter. Exactly. Behave yourself, Harrison. This so, is a family yeah. podcast. There's one specific town in Austria in an underground bunker. <laughs> right, round one, pick one. Harrison, you're on the clock. This was a tough one. Um, oh, hang on. Just before, just before you, you reveal that, I should point out that the condiments list we did use was from Wikipedia. And there's some of them that are a little bit more exotic than your casual, everyday condiments. But you would find mm, probably about 99% of these in a supermarket. Yes, and also, if there's anything that we say that, as the audience member, that you don't agree, it's a condiment. Fuck you. Yeah, that is that is a crucial thing. If you don't agree, go fuck yourself. But we will be putting a poll out afterwards, so go fuck yourself. Might be the fourth. Yeah. Vote first, then go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Harrison. Round one, pick one. Uh, round one, pick one. This was a tough one. I thought about this long and hard over the week. Uh, how would I build my team? What would I go for? And I think. Number one pick overall, I've just got to go for pure strength. And I say this because it's um, stronger than its French cousin and it's better. And with this, I mean Brexit means Brexit. I'm going for English mustard, my number one overall. Strong shout. I like it. I like it. It's, it's, it's solid. It's dependable. It's very versatile. You can put it with, uh, with everything, pretty much ham. It's an ingredient in all its own right. So, yeah, I like it. I, th- I, think, I still think that's a, that's a bold shout for 101. Mm-hmm. English I mean, mustard. If you if you're going to take if you're going to you're basically stating that that given the entire wealth of um, condiments to pick from, that mustard goes top. I'm saying I'm trying to build my team and I've got a vision. You stick to your own team, you know, <laughs> and then we'll see who comes on. I'm surprised. I'm, to be building, fair. Um, think... I'm building a country that stands alone. I'm building an island. <laughs> um, I think we said we might sense the tone of the rest of the picks. See, yeah. Wentz is already having a, uh, an effect on your mind here. Yeah. So yeah, English mustard um, is my number one. Yeah, fair. Um, I for my for my first round pick, I'm going to take the the daddy of them all. I'm going to take brown. I'm going to take brown sauce. I like that intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's not necessarily as common as. Yeah, your common garden ketchup, your tomato sauce, your red sauce, whatever you want to call it, but it has a 
depth of this is, I'm gonna sound like a total fucking wanker here, but it's got like a depth of flavour that you need. Do you know what I mean? It has that sort of like that tamarind and the fruit paste that you need to like it's just amazing on a sausage or a bacon sandwich. Always makes the party better, never makes it worse. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah, chicken curry pie, at which point you have <laughs> And a go-to move to um, to a, a, a exciter dish, I have to say. If I'm making something that needs a bit of tang to it, brain sauce is the first thing that gets whopped in there. Yeah, I mean, I, for me, I, that would have been my first round, first draft. But that's just me. I, I see Harrison's going down the uh, the gammon route, so. <laughs> yeah, gammon, um, ham sandwiches, <laughs> def- definitely, def- definitely a pork um, theme running through these drafts so far. Which, uh, speaking of pork, if anyone wants to invest in my food truck, then... Plug <laughs> it, plug it. Yeah. Okay. With, ev- with everyone. I'll with ev- break. I'll wait until it's actually working before I start plugging it. Uh, right, round one, draft three, Philip, what have you got for us? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm genuinely surprised it's not snuck out um, previously. I'm, I'm going to jump on ketchup. I mean, red sauce, out of everything that's going to appear on here, has to be the most ubiquitous. Um, it's the one that you'd, you'll see in the most establishments. It's it's not the best. I'm definitely not going to say it's got the most flavour that really enhances dish and things like that. But um, there are more things. And uh, of all the the sauces on here, if I just need something to dip stuff in, ketchup is going to win every time. I think. I'll say the reason why I didn't choose ketchup. Um, you might be able to change him. Well, I see him as a bit of a prima donna, a uh, bit of a diva, likes to be centre of attention. Um, you know, he doesn't like to share the limelight. I'd like to know how you plan to deal with that uh, star factor from an into your locker room, Phil. Um, you've got to set a culture, to be fair. You can't, um, you, you, you know what you're getting with ketchup. If you're going to set a culture, use yoghurt. <laughs> Is yogurt a condiment? Uh, not by the definition of Wikipedia. <laughs> don't, don't start. It's only the first round. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, you know, I, uh, victory helps. To be fair, if you uh, you win a you know you win a few meals, and all of a sudden ketchup's going to calm himself down, you give him the attention. Some you know you got to treat every condiment as an individual. You can't lump them all together, otherwise you just get a mess. So you need to give ketchup the credit he deserves, knowing that he's going to lead your team forward. Um, whilst knowing that he's uh, supported appropriately. See, I, I, th- I think that ketchup's a little bit too immature to be taken in the first round. Um, he's probably best paired with a chicken nugget or a turkey dinosaur sort of player. Um, you wouldn't have... Like, he's not a sophisticated player. You, you wouldn't... No, no, no. You no, know, he's... he's, he's, he's He's got like four key ingredients of like salt, water, sugar, and tomatoes. It's not really oh, vinegar as well. Sorry, five. There's not really a lot going on there. I don't think I don't, he's very one-dimensional. Um, he's easily beaten by a number of other things. His big brother, Tomato Relish, who is later on the draft class, potentially he's uh, he's a bit more exciting to watch. Um, I'll, I'll see where you're going with it. You want them shirt sales as well as you know wins. Yeah, it's, it's like. a shameless populist vote again every week, Phil. <laughs> what with what with Q. Yeah. <laughs> you fuck. I guarantee you go to ninety percent. You go to every household in the country. Close to ninety percent of them will have ketchup in there. 
That's not up for debate here because like that, that is true. It is ubiquitous. That to me is a first round pick. Almost Easy, like a fan of the ketchup, but the, my my issue is it's it's a child's condiment. You wouldn't there's sit there and find that in a restaurant with with like Michelin star standard food and go, listen, you got any Heinz? Would you? That's just bad form. Well, yeah, but then you wouldn't ask him for a bit of daddy's brain sauce either. You very, very might ask him for, um, yeah, might just for ask him some English mustard, but this isn't, none of this first round is fine dining. Uh, clearly. We've, uh, we've, we've gone for the, the set the tone for the teams here. All right, so we'll move on to the second round because that was quite a controversial pick, I feel. Uh, Phil, you're up again in, in the middle of a snake draft, so. Of course, I've got to double off here now. Mm-hmm. Oh, now, you see, I was tempted. I was tempted to go down the chip shop route here. Just saunter straight down. Popular dish. Um, I don't want to. I'm slightly scared that I'd take Harrison's xenophobic route here because already Shu proved himself to be a small-minded Islander. I don't want to go in there. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna take um, a bit of a a bit of continental flair here and something that I do thoroughly enjoy. It might. This might just be a personal pick. To be fair, it might not be something that helps the team too much. But this. It's my guy. This is. I'm going Hollandaise. Hollandaise is a strong choice. I am a big fan of Hollandaise. I yeah. like the way it moves. I like the way it works with a lot of a different things. Consistency, viscosity, flavour. That on, on um uh like uh eggs Benedict. Mm-hmm. Um, it just. Well, I fucking love it. Coach, I take it like for, as someone who's coached a lot of Hollandaise in his time, <laughs> it, it can be quite difficult. Uh, there, there is times when it'll it'll just break down because it's been worked too hard, or it will split because you know it gets too hot in the situation. So, I mean, Hollandaise yeah. is a bit of a risky one, but it is when it when it's when he's on his game, he's he's perfect. Proper foreigner. Bill's going for the Tampa Bay route of you know getting the stars in there, getting the shirt sellers in there. I can yeah, see. It, I, Hey, I get it. You have to build the best team you can build. And I get it. So I, I, I can't disagree with the pick there, especially, you know, at the start of the second. I think it's a strong pick. Yeah, no, I like, I like that pick. I like that pick a lot more than I like ketchup. I, I don't think the two will work together on a plate, but we'll soon see. <laughs> You're not uh, working class enough, son. <laughs> <laughs> Says the man who just picked Hollandaise. <laughs> <laughs> I never said I was either. <laughs> Uh, right, so for my my next pick is something that I I personally am a massive fan on. Um, it's not overly common, but I have seen it in sort of bigger supermarkets. Uh, it's it's something that works well with like a big meaty defense, but it's also very good with uh, a lot more uh, nimble dishes. I'm going to go with chimichurri. Mm-hmm. Is a, a a nice foreign South American import. Got a bit of spice to say against it. <laughs> you got got a work permit sorted. I, I don't need a work permit. He's uh he's he's naturalised by using tar- um, oregano. Uh, but now we're at the EU. Yeah, he's he's, he's he's like you know oregano does technically grow in Britain, so I'm I'm sticking with it. Well. He's two thirds British. <laughs> if you use Isle of Wight garlic. <laughs> Got a bit of a chip on his shoulder, you know. A bit unknowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Jimmy Cherry works really good with chips as well, so yeah, I'm uh, I'm happy with that. I'm so I, can't, I genuinely I can't work out if you guys don't know what it is to give me to give me pushback on it, or if <laughs> if you just really like the pick. I don't. I know. mean, I just I just want to take in him this eye personally. 
I think there's a lot of strong options on the board to turn down here and that. No, I, I wanted to, I wanted to get my nice. I wanted to make sure I had my exotic pick in nice and early. Hey, oh, my Harrison, given that you're going down the Brexit route, you still need to have an exotic pick in. Oh yeah, I'll have an exotic pick in. You know, That's you just choose the English over the French every time. French mustard is just weird and got bits in or something. Like that. <laughs> I, I get all mustard because that's not French. There is French mustard. That's the, he's not even on in this year's draft. Yeah. Holgrain's coming out next year, I think, isn't he? I believe so. Decide, decide to stay in the battle for a, for a couple of uh, of jars. Sorry, yeah. And American mustard is just weak. That's not even mustard. Yeah. That's just yeah. yellow water. <laughs> yeah, beat me to it. <laughs> See, I, I can't, I can't, I can't argue too much for chimichurri. I've never seen him play. Um, I've not seen the performance. I've heard about it. Um, I've heard people reference it, but he's, not he's having. He's a little bit fiery, but he's very smooth as well. You know, there's a yeah. lot of things to to enjoy about his play, but you wouldn't necessarily have him on every plate, but you could have mm-hmm. him on a lot. So like Paulo Di Canio, quite smooth yeah. but a bit fiery. Yeah, a little bit less fascist as well. Would you expect Jimmy Chiri to punch? <laughs> would you expect Jimmy Chiri to punch a ref? I probably would actually. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I get it. So you know, almost almost a Paul, Paul Alcock while playing for Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah. Would you expect? Would you consider him a bit of you, the enforcer mm, in your team no, because no, of that? Or no, I see him more of a uh, more of a, a Maradona type. Where he's a little bit wild compared to the rest, but he's he, he's when he is on the pitch, he's outstanding. And uh, if he's not there, then he's noticed that he's not there. So he's a cheating cunt. Yes, hundred percent. Okay. Yeah, Harrison, you're up double double. Um, I, I'm. I'm not going to lie with our next pick. Um, I'm going for pure overpowering, just essential power. Um, he's sort of like the Quentin Nelson of the Source World, where you know that guy's there. He's going to make a difference. He's going to flatten you, no matter how little you use. And that's horseradish. Ooh, I like horseradish. Yeah. Exactly. Horseradish with a nice bit of beef or something, it's, it's incredible. Especially when you know it's leftover beef the day after on a nice oh, sandwich, yeah. thick bread. Uh, yeah, like I say, I'm I'm going for power up front. These are my LeBron and Michael Jordan players. Um, you know, they're going to rip you apart on the sauce condiment shelf. So, right in your face, smash yeah. you in the fucking nose. Even if you just smear <laughs> a little bit when you open the after you open the jar and it just starts burning your nostrils a little bit, you know. <laughs> so, no. yeah. I respect that. I'd, I'd, I'd probably say second round feels a bit high for me. Yeah, for I'd, I'd say really early, really early uh, fourth maybe rather than second. But yeah, yeah. But I, I have to say I can I can see the um, the long term plan for the mm-hmm. team here. Yeah. You've set a tone for the team that maybe uh, in a way that me and Gary haven't. Yeah, and no, as I'm you say, I'm... strong strong up front. Yeah. I've, I've, I have a story about. Um, people politely crying in pain because of some hot horseradish, but yeah. we were too polite to tell my mum. <laughs> I'll explain that story another time. So the, my, my love the I've, got a, I've got a dish on, that I've put on quite a lot of menus where it's like a, it's basically a croquette, but it's like with beef shin and a bit of mashed potatoes and you always mix a bit of horseradish for it because mm-hmm. beef can be quite heavy on its own. So you do need that little bit of life and a bit of heat through it to uh, to make it really really come out. So I can really appreciate that horseradish pick. I mean, it is a little bit early for me, but I mean, I, I do really like it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So my third round pick. Um, this guy, you know, is going to be my flair. It's going to be my spice. 
He's got that uh, little ting, you know, adding into Nacho's wings. Just makes everything funner. He makes the party great. Um, he makes everyone need a drink afterwards. That's Sriracha hot sauce. Nice. Um, just what a fantastic guy. How are you back? He's aggressive. I'll give you that. He's very aggressive. He's uh, strong in the in the tackle. <coughs> strong on the back end if you if you have too much of him. So. <laughs> I like it. I like that pick a lot. I, uh, I think I think first and the third is perfect. Yeah. Again, like I, you, I think the one thing that's going to come out of this is that I don't try a lot of different foods. Exactly. No, it's not an intentional I'm thing. I'm chips. It's not intentional. I just, <laughs> I just wouldn't go out of my way to kind of buy stuff. I'm fucking lazy. Um, I but I, I did. <laughs> you from the, you're in the Beatles. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, Ringo. <laughs> um, but I did have some sriracha on a chicken uh, dish that I had uh, at one point. Um, and I, I think, uh, to be fair, I think I was undersold on it. I don't think I had sriracha in its best form. Like I was seeing like high school tape of it. It wasn't still un- unpolished, um, not in the right system, uh, not in a position to really have its talents um, shown off. So I'm probably a bit low on it than other people. But I've heard, I've heard great things. I, th- I think Sriracha, for me personally, works best in a team where he's uh, he's he's not necessarily the star, but he's like the he's basically the, the wide receiver too. He's the Juju Smith Schuster of condiments because he needs he needs something like a chicken or a nice bit of pork or so, something like that to really really bring out his best. Every other dish, you're going to have a world class dish. Yeah, you know, he's never going to give you less than a seven out of ten on a dish. Well, are you going to get more than a nine out of ten? Maybe not. So. He's got to have that world-class dish where he does hit a 10, you think. That's why I chose him in the third. But, yeah, it's a bit of a risk. So yeah. he, comes with, he comes with a kick as well, doesn't he, Sriracha? Oh, he's, got, yeah, yeah. he's got a bit of fire in his belly, you know? Yeah. Which is good, you know, because you, you know, I say set the tone strong in your face with um, your mustard and your horseradish. So, you know, bringing up another bit of a kick, but with a nice little flair to it. Yeah. I like it. Is the is the kind of is is the kind of um, kind of player that if you need five yards, you get you seven yards. But if you need ten yards, you get you seven yards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's that he's, he's a nice, just above middle of the road, but can all every now and again he pulls out a big game. Mm-hmm. He's a bit like a he's, he's the Matt Ryan of condiments. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and your most value pick so far, I'd say. Okay, I'm quite big on horseradish. I think it's early, but I. Th- I, I I do like that pick. I'd only, only, board early on. I'd say only because it's early, I thought, not a second rounder. I think Sriracha in the third is... Yeah, I mean, it's like the perfect spot for a Sriracha. Mm-hmm. Right. All right, so I'm going to go for my, my third round pick. I think I'm going to take something a little bit different because there's... No, I'm gonna, fuck it, I'm going to change that. I'm going to go I'm gonna go completely off the wall here. I'm going to go pick a lily. Pick a lily? Yeah, I'm going to go pick a lily. There's not a lot of dishes... They can't be bettered without a little bit of piccadilly. Wouldn't say he's a fan favourite, but that's why you're the GM and they're the fans. He's not. He's not everyone's taste. I freely admit he is. He does have a lot of Southeast Asian influences, even though he is technically a Western food. But there is a there is a lot about him that's uh, that's to be excited. You know, he's got that little bit of fire in him from the, the mustard powder, that sharpness from the vinegar as well, and he's uh, he's healthy because he's full of veg. So technically, it's one of your five a day. 
bit of a utility as well, isn't he? That's what yeah. he's got. Yeah. Um, he could play anywhere in the team. I mean, you wouldn't want him as your electricity supplier, but as far as utility players go, he's pretty good. He's no why, anyway. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I can't disagree with that third round pick. Yeah. I don't know. You say, I hate to sound like I feel like I'm arguing with everyone's pick so oh, far. That's what we're here to do. But yeah. I just, I, I mean, I, I do not see how Piccolilli is a third round pick at all. It's at most an addition. I suppose every condiment is an addition to something. Yeah, that's, that's the definition. Yeah. You never had a bowl of red sauce. <laughs> you obviously not a brummy. <laughs> Couldn't afford real food, so we just had a bowl of ketchup for dinner. Yeah, it's got tomatoes in. That's um, that's healthy. It's basically soup. <clears throat> um, why are you all going fucking Liverpoolian? Are you trying to do a brummy accent? It's the, opposite, it's the opposite end well, of the scale. Like slow, so that is brummy. It's because Birmingham doesn't have an actual accent. It's more a lack of accent. It's just uh, inane, like a lack of emotion. Just fit into this podcast, isn't it? But yeah, my, my whole my whole family just um, fell under a bus. <laughs> so oh uh, yeah, I've just I've just I've just won the lottery. Um, like you know, two hundred and fifty billion. Life's amazing. <laughs> just for the record, they haven't. Oh, not to my knowledge, anyway. They might have done. <laughs> not at the time of recording, anyway. What do I know? Maybe. <laughs> I'm using my phone as a camera, so they could be uh, manically trying to get in contact with me at the moment. There's been a really weird accident where uh, five people in five different houses have all gone under a bus. One of them lives out in the middle of fucking nowhere either, so someone drove it to the middle of Clint. Anywho. Right, so uh, really my third and two, so uh, I think, Phil, you're up next. Yes. Yes, I am. Uh, right. Again, I'm going to go I spoke about uh, brown sauce being a go-to tang and ketchup, you know, bland, but um, everywhere. It also has a bit of a tang, so that seems to be a theme in your in your draft. Yeah, I do like a bit of tang. A hollandaise, I mean, the hollandaise just... Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, one thing I'm missing is a strong kick of tang at the moment. You're going to have aren't you? Uh, you fucking called it there, mate. Yeah, Worcester sauce. Um, it's uh, or as uh, an American uh, I once met called it Worcestershire sauce. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean Worcester sauce is just—it's the ultimate couple of drops in something. You need to just add a little mm to something. A little, mm. you can't quite work out what it is. It's a—it's a. It's a toast. Yeah, it's it's the kind of. Uh, guy who comes into your locker room and just brings the team together they're all all right in their individual components but you just need something just to kind of blend them all together make a, a winning formula from it and i think worcester sauce does that for a dish i can't argue with the sauce whatsoever i love the stuff i put it on everything uh it's effectively maybe why you're not a great chef probably yeah actually yeah. it makes a nightmare out of fucking chocolate sauce like um <laughs> But it's good for adding like a bit of umami, so it's like a bit of depth of the dish. Um, it's really good with sweet meats like lamb and things like that. So it's, yeah, there's a, there's a lot going on with Worcester sauce. It's the, it's basically a fermented anchovy and tamarind paste, um, which is the base of a lot of stuff in Asian cooking. So it's very easy to replace like a, a sort of salty, a very lightly salted soy sauce with Worcester sauce, and it does a very similar job. I like the Worcester sauce pick. I might have had it higher if I was going down your route, but I'm going to stick with <clears> the <throat> 
Yeah, I like say I think he fits in well there for for what I need as well. Is mm. um, like Worcester sauce that you can't do with the other ones out here? Exactly. Like I said, like you, you can't slather Worcestershire Worcester sauce over a dish. No, it's, for example, I, I, would, it's, would get would get chips from a chip shop and then just go like, oh, a load of fucking Worcester sauce on this. I fucking would. <laughs> but for, like for me, like Worcester sauce is, is it's like a pre-finishing uh, condiment. You know what I mean? Like you can you can use other things, but if you do add a, just a hint of Worcester sauce in or something, it's it's a game changer. And you yeah. can even have it on after as well if you want. It doesn't tend to go on the plate, but it does tend to go in the dish. Yeah, and it definitely complements. So going through the, the definition here, it's a supplemental food, such as a sauce or a powder that's added to some foods to impart a particular flavour or enhance its flavour. So I think Worcester sauce might actually be, could have been 1-1, one, one, actually. I'd say the most, of by definition, that's probably the most condiment-y condiment yeah. that ever condimented. I think you got a bit of a head on gem there, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, end of the end of bottom of the third round. Mm, no, you've done really well there. Really, really well. Bingo. Uh, so, fourth round, pick one. <laughs> so, stepping into the fourth. Uh, and again, I mean, this is just a this is just a personal favourite. I brought it in uh, last minute, joined the draft um, at, the, at the eighth hour. Um, I'm going with, uh, like, Thai sweet chilli sauce, because I just fucking love this stuff. That's good. <laughs> that's, no, that's nowhere near my draft board that I've got to be honest it's oh, really? so one dimensional so bland there's nothing exciting about it it's just syrup and chilli yeah but I just think it's got a, a, a for me it's got a great mix of sweetness and heat um, with some tang in there as well it's a kind of sauce that you, the, the sauce that you can put onto like just a, a fucking salad and it instantly makes it interesting why would you put like wet sugar on a salad to make yeah. it taste nice no, <laughs> it's a kind of um, sauce. If you don't have it, you don't go out your way to get. It. But mm-hmm. if it's in the cupboard, you put it in your dish. Yeah, I put it. Yeah, I, I just, yeah, I've, just me and my profession. But I mean, I totally disagree with all that entirely. I'd rather have fresh chilies and sweet than sweet chili sauce. Yeah, that's just a bit gay, you know. Typical, typical fucking chefy response. See, this is why um, you know your team. You're going to turn your nose up at these kind of common kind of players and flavours because you're looking for these kind of um, you're I'm, taking I'm in all the fucking what I'm, doing. I'm looking at the next three, four years of food trends coming up, that's what I've got, if I'm in on the ground floor with the development of brown sauce chimichurri and piccadilly as mainstream ingredients over the likes of ketchup and English mustard and horseradish you'll, you'll be, you won't be laughing in three years time when we're doing this <clears throat> you are over reliant on analytics sir <laughs> sound very more hyperist <laughs> one thing I can definitely not be accused of is no statistics. <laughs> no, no, not the statistics. Analytics. You are looking at this. You're breaking the. You're breaking the components down. You're looking at combinations of flavors and stuff like that. Um, I think that's going to be your um, fault. I think that's why looking uh, a little bit of you know just skimming through the draft, I can see uh, a heavy dose of it. You're going to be the fucking Doug Peterson of this draft by the end of it. I can dare you. <laughs> That, that was a bit of an insult to Gary Line. That was that fucking was. so harsh. He's got two more picks to make yet, Harrison. Don't uh, don't speak up too soon. Bro, do you know what? Just because just because I feel like being generous to you, dildos, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you something that you both know instead of just picking out random shit from around the world. Yeah, I'm gonna go with tartar sauce because I fucking love tartar sauce. I will have it on absolutely <laughs> anything. Um. But not just like your, your, your shitty bottled stuff. You know what I mean? Like the, the little, you know, the little shitty 
glass jars again, Tesco, Tesco finest fucking tar sauce. It's not, that's just mayonnaise with some bits in it. That's crap, right? If you have proper, proper tar sauce. And what I might do is I might drop the recipe in the fucking bowl. Do it. the shits and gigs. <laughs> I mean, good uh, on the sunny day with fish and chips, like by the seaside. You know, fish, just the chips. It's nice. Okay, okay. It's, it's all mayonnaise is quite heavy. I'll give you that, right? So it's not less, so it does need a little bit of work to get it to elite levels of tartar sauce, right? It needs to have a little bit of creme fraiche folded for us. It's not quite as heavy. It needs texture, so it has to have shallots and it needs to have that, that punchy yet from the capers and the pickles. But you also need a few herbs in there. You need like some fennel, uh, fennel fronds or a bit of dill or something like that to give it a bit of a lift. So it's not just sitting there clogging, wasting space on your, on your pitch. Please. For a oh. I can't really disagree. Yeah. All I'm hearing is analytical chefy bollocks once again. <laughs> Breaking it all down instead of just taking the sauce as what it is. Uh, plus, I don't like fish, so I don't think I've, I may not have I got don't a tartar like sauce. Too far away from the seafood. <laughs> I don't. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's all, you have to fucking pour fish by the time it gets to Birmingham. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why Worcester sauce comes from Birmingham, because it's already fermented when it gets there. Um, <laughs> No, see, I'm not a big fan of fish, but I do tartar sauce by itself. It's got that, that sweet saltiness, man. Yeah, that sharpness again. It's, it's the four main food groups of like, you know, tartar sauce and stuff. And other tartar sauce is the four main three groups of tartar sauce. <laughs> no, no, because <laughs> I, I, I take it all back about the chefy bollocks. <laughs> you know, it's, like, it's like the four main food groups of, uh, you know, tartar sauce. Yeah, tartar sauce, other stuff and shit, yeah. <laughs> But I'd say I'll reserve you. Maybe don't um, advertise your food van just yet. <laughs> to this. No, no, not, this is long forgotten. Um, yeah, but I mean, I, I, I can't say much about tartar sauce. Uh, it's been it's heavily associated with fish with me. I don't eat fish at all because it tastes like piss. Um, so <laughs> some bad fish. <laughs> I've, I've I've tried more fish than most fish haters. Disagree. Um, I reckon we'll try more. I said, "Do you hate fish? Does it make I you feel do. sick?" It gives me the absolute fear. Yeah. Yeah. I could. Yeah. Just walking, walking near something that's um, a bit fishy gives me the boke. There's a joke in there about your girlfriend that I'm not going to make. It's all right. She uh, washes regularly, and we will never listen to this. <laughs> I'm hoping he's listening to the door. <laughs> so, for the purposes of our, our listeners, Phil had a quick glance at his door before he said any of that. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure my voice got perceptibly quieter as well. <laughs> she could kick ten barrels of shit out of me, and so uh, could my kids. Harrison, fourth rounder. <laughs> Let's move on because we've been talking for an hour already. We're only on the fourth. Uh, fourth rounder. Um, you know, this guy's a bit younger, a bit fresher on the market. Um, made his name, I'd say, with the Nandois brand, um, and that's Piri Piri. I don't mind that pick. But he's a bit everywhere. Do you know what I mean? There's nothing special about him. You, you could, he's ten a penny. Everyone does peri peri now. That is, but when you have chicken, peri peri makes it better. And that's all I'm asking for is each player to make the team better. And I have peri peri to this team, which makes it better. I'm looking at your, the, the team you're drafting here, and you've got like two spicy ones. Mm-hmm. You've got horseradish, which is hot as balls, and then you've got English mustard, which is racist. So mm-hmm. what's. What is your game plan here? You just go. You're just trying to make everyone cry so they can't see how bad this team is going to play. This team isn't going to play bad. This team's just going to make everyone cry because they are that good. 
This um, is just the Raiders that we spoke about earlier, isn't it? When I bring it all together in the end, you know, you're going to be like, fuck, he did us. I reckon he's going to take sour cream in the fifth. The cool all down. Something, something to cool it all down. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't take our foot off the gas. Don't be silly. The one th- again, the one thing I would say, I don't know whether... <laughs> I don't know whether um, Piri Piri is a bit redundant with Sriracha. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd, have, I'd have them, I'd have them categorised in my, um, in my, uh, uh, the same, playing the same position basically, and it's. Well, I think Sriracha is probably a bit more of your uh, a deep threat, <laughs> going to be explosive and get there, and Piri Piri is a bit more of a kind of like Michael Thomas, like he's going to catch a, 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 a four yard slant. It can do it all, do it all game. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree with that because Piri Piri is just boring, but it puts up numbers. Yeah. Um, whereas Sriracha, it's a bit more nuanced and it needs a bit more, <laughs> a bit more love about it to get to get it really going. And, yeah, that's what I went for. I went for depth. You know, if you could have three Tom Brady's, <laughs> you'd have two Tom Brady's, wouldn't you? So that's what I went for. No, fair. Like, it picks your own. So you know, it's, we, it's, the, it's the, the world. The world does not need two Tom Brady's. Take that back. The world needs two Tom Brady's so it can fuck him twice as hard. <laughs> Interestingly, that's like 30, well, an hour and five minutes before the first fuck Tom Brady reference came in. I'd like to apologise uh, to the audience on behalf of the Russian Football Podcast for um, making you wait this long for it. We will, we will rectify this for the next podcast. Uh, rather than Harrison, pick pick one round five. Uh, my last pick. Um, you know, it, it's Sunday now. You've had a long, busy week. Um, just cooked up a nice Sunday dinner. You know, gravy's just like steaming off it. But there's just something missing. That's something missing is cranberry sauce. Mm, no, see, I, I don't agree with that whatsoever. Like, I want you to agree with Gary. Not a draft. <laughs> <laughs> woof woof it's is all nice. I can say to that I can, I did not see cranberry sauce um, even being picked up in free agency no I mean I let alone being drafted down the list it's unreal but I mean because it is what does it do it goes with <clears> turkey but turkey's shit so what's the point yeah but you don't just have turkey on its own do you it's the whole Sunday dinner it's the cherry on the you don't ever eat turkey once a year do you but well, even on even on the Sunday it? dinner just Christmas. What? I know Phil doesn't like it because he's probably never had a vegetable off room, so because he's from Birmingham. But he's seen enough because he works in hospital. Yeah. <laughs> talking well, to a talking talking to a northerner, Scott about eating fruit and vegetables. In the fifth round, you've got to take chances, and you know, nobody thought the Patriots did well when they chose Tom Brady last. So we'll see. But like cranberry sauce is basically jam, isn't it? You, could, you, you might as well have strawberry jam instead. Well, that'd be called strawberry jam, wouldn't it? Not cranberry sauce. But I mean, there's, no, I, I don't see how that works in, in the team you're building here, to be honest. I'm not going to lie to you. I think as overall... <laughs> exactly. You don't see how it works. I do. Overall. And then you bring it in sweet at the back of it. It's, just, it's modelled. I say, but where, where does he fit into your game plan? You've got, you've got your two, you know, you've got your two strong guys up front. You've got a deep threat. Uh, you've got a, um, a chain mover. And then you've got just a wishy-washy. Exactly. Who's everyone concentrating but, on? But you, but you're. Not, nobody, nobody cares about the punter, but special teams wins game. 
He's not even the punter. He's the guy who holds the punter's coat on the sidelines. Exactly. And without that guy, you can't make a team. You can. You just get someone no. else. You can't get any of them too. You get, you get a hook. No. Hey, like I said, this is my draft. <laughs> if you guys want to draft someone else, draft someone else. But... Well, well, I have, we'll have to. <laughs> I've won, so. <laughs> That's confidence. Confidence from the, uh, from the Northern contingent. Um, all right, so I suppose it's my turn then. Uh, second pick in the fifth round. I'm going to go for... Oh, there's a lot left on the board, isn't there? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, ooh, I think I'm going to go quite controversial. I'm going to go with the brother of someone who's already been picked. I'm going to go with... Bernay Sauce. Which, for those out there who don't know that, is Hollandaise with a bit of tarragon in it. So it's a little bit more exciting. Uh, it has a f- not as many applications. It's not quite as versatile as Hollandaise, but it is still incredibly delicious, and I would still have it on pretty much any savory dish. <laughs> uh, I've never really had it, to be honest, so I can't comment on it. <laughs> Ditto. It's <laughs> <laughs> just picked, it's just basically he's the guy at college that only you've scouted. Yeah. I've seen, seen this guy from a school, from a small college. Or, yeah, everyone's been watching the tape on Hollandaise. No one's been looking at his um, little shitty brother. Basically, it's like the, the Ketchup Brothers in, in, uh, in ice hockey. You've got Brady who's shit hot and on, uh, on the Flames, and then you've got the guy who's on the worst team in the league. But he's still pretty good and went high in the draft. I'm still, Bernay Sauce, I'm sticking with that. If you don't know what Bernay Sauce is, go and have some. You can buy no. it. It's amazing. I mean, to be fair, it sounds. I mean, it sounds nice enough. Yeah, it's, yeah, uh, ba- it's basic. Bayonets is going to blow your mind. That's a oh, bold statement. What do you have it with? Uh, traditionally, you have it with like heavy beef meat dishes, like, like a nice steak. You'd have a bayonet sauce with it, or you'd have it with. I've actually had it on eggs Benedict before because I'm a greedy fat fuck. <laughs> I've also had it on crumpets because, again, I'm a greedy fat fuck. And I've put it. I've even put it through like lobster thermidor and things like that because I'm a greedy fat fuck. Yeah. Sounds like a good. Yeah. One. I don't know. Just because you guys didn't think to didn't think to do your research and scout all the tape from all the. I mean, this is just Hollandaise's little brother. It's easier to find him. Do you know what I'm hearing, Phil? Analytics. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Again, uh, fucking again. Analytical. Didn't do your homework, is it? Analytical chefy bollocks. That's all I'm saying. You can look at you. You can see a theme through after brown sauce. I like the fact that you went as you went um, full on. For the first pick, you took one of the top, you know, one of the expected top picks, and then after that, you just started pulling these names out from everywhere. I'm telling you, mate, that these are the future. Even though Bernay sauce is like 200 years old, the rest of them are the future. Outside of tartar sauce, I don't think I could be confident of spelling the rest of them correctly. I have. I'm using my laptop. You can spell tartar sauce. (laughs) (laughs) Tartar. I have three red lines underneath three of my picks because I don't know how to spell it. Oh, right then, what to finish with? The, the board's still pretty. There's still a lot of depth on the board. It is again. So it's. I'm stuck now between whether to go with again, something a bit more widespread, popular, all over the shop, going to be used everywhere, can play them all over the field, can coach them up to play special teams, defense, offense. Let's not forget, Phil, that yours has to be an exotic because you haven't had one yet. Does Thai sweet chili nut count? I wouldn't. Have, ooh, I, I haven't got that down as an E, but I mean, I suppose it probably could. Considering it's. Would you educate on this? Given it, given it is so ubiquitous and it's everywhere. 
Don't stop stealing my, my, my um, toilet paper. It depends how good you think Carson Wentz is, Phil. <laughs> it's absolute baggy shit. Well, no, then I don't count. <laughs> it's all right. I'll, I'll, I'll take it. I'll, I'll deal with that. I'm no, not, no, I'm not... Go on, have it. Yeah, I'll let you go. The fact that it's called Thai sweet chilli automatically it's says that it's... Course, it's just sugar and chilli flakes, isn't it? So... Oh, we'll, we'll let it slide. We'll let it slide. Uh, in which case then? Oh, you said... Again, I was going to go cranberry sauce, but that's off the board already. Um, For anyone listening, Phil's having toilet troubles. Um, that's me getting um, smashed to bits by my missus. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about her personal hygiene. Um... Uh, I get it. Fuck it. I'm. I'm going. I've, the trend through this has been my favourites. They might not be um, the best players. They might not make the most um, uh, collective team. Um, but I'm going to go barbecue sauce. I don't mind a barbecue sauce. Um, it's, it's nothing exciting. Nothing special. I mean, I can't actually recall about all the different components in it. Um, you need to do your analytics, mate. I did. I don't need to, mate. I, I, my team's not run on um, stats that don't count. <coughs> um, but there's, you know, the fact that it's called a barbecue sauce. That's an entire kind of style of cooking that it tends to have some kind of influence in. Yeah, he's um, he's, he's too too broad in barbecue sauce. Too too basic, too simplistic. There's there's so many so many nuances that he could go down a different route in. But exactly. at the moment, he's, he's, he's too much of an every player. But that's the joy of barbecue. That's the joy of a bar- having like a, a barbecue sauce in your team. Like if you order a hollandaise, a hollandaise is a hollandaise. Mm-hmm. Um, it's lovely. It's great. Um, if you order like a horseradish or a tartar sauce, generally there's a, there's a small window of flavour that, that you're, you're going to get in there. Something like a barbecue sauce, that covers a wide range. of People make their own specific barbecue sauces. Um, I think he's more um, spreadable. He's got more ability to um, uh, like uh, fit wherever I need to in my system. He's the Taysom Hill of sauces. But better. But, he, but he's not a specialist, and I think that's to his detriment, I think. <laughs> I probably had cranberry sauce higher than barbecue sauce on my draft board. That's a fucking bold shout. Mm. We all slagged off cranberry sauce, but now you're missing it. Like I said, no, I'm not no, missing it. I'm, I'm not. Missing it. You are missing it, like, because you know, I've, I've made all my picks. So Phil wanted it, and Gary's like, I should have picked it instead of fucking cummy <laughs> cheese or whatever it's called, cummy sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Chili jury. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so barbecue sauce is the, the, the fifth pick in this. I'll put up a, a poll on that, but I just want to have a brief discussion about the rest of the draft board we got here. So, because there is still strong ones up there. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of strong ones. We've got malt vinegar, mayonnaise, aioli, salsa verde, uh, onion chutney, guacamole, mayo rose, harissa, hoisin, sour cream, tzatziki, branston pickle, which you both really wanted on the draft board for whatever reason, tomato relish, burger sauce, kimchi, mint sauce, and cumberland sauce. Now, of those, there's quite a lot in there that we could have taken easily. Mayo's, Mayo's the bigger mission, I think. I'm glad yeah. Mayo didn't get picked because it's degenerate <clears throat> goth of sauce, isn't it? So fucking hard. People who eat mayonnaise just like as, as like a condiment are the kind of people that think yogurt's very spicy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 
you've got to um, filter the water down because it's got a bit too much flavour in. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mario sauce, a bit weak, I think. It's basically just mayonnaise, uh, Worcester sauce and ketchup. So it's, it's a condiment made out of three other condiments. So it's very reliant on its components around it. Uh, burger sauce, similarly, ketchup, mayonnaise, yeah. and ketchup, mustard. It's, it's again, it's, it's the sum of its parts rather than being any good. Uh, mint sauce, limited Special. applications. It's a special so a massive specialist like cranberry sauce. Yeah, you could you could also put like hoisin, harissa, and kimchi in that <laughs> specialist area where they don't have a huge amount of applications. But what they do do, they're very good at. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you said do do. <laughs> malt vinegar, strong contender. I think I'm surprised no one took a vinegar. It doesn't feel like a, I. I would have felt like I cheated because it, to me it doesn't feel like a sauce. I know it's on the list, but it's because we're not looking at sauces. We're looking at um, condiments. Yeah, sorry. I, yeah, but it doesn't. Feel like it belongs. <laughs> very yeah, very limited because it's a bit so like salt, pepper, vinegar, isn't it? Rather than yeah. being mayonnaise, ketchup, vinegar. Very li- very limited scope. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you, he's a type of like he's a it's like a fallback. You yes. bring him bring him in specifically for one play, but that's all he's going to run. Yeah. So unless you're going to sit heavily on that, like I said, I was tempted to go down just like a fucking chip shop route mm-hmm. and just pick ketchup, mayo, vinegar, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, guacamole was another one I wasn't entirely confident about putting on because it's only really like nachos and sort of like yeah, mm-hmm. uh, what sort of finger food to party food and stuff. You know, I mean, you wouldn't really have it as a sort of second component on many. It's plain as well, and it doesn't really. Yeah, it's, it's a bit dull. It, it tastes green. Yeah, <laughs> I, I fucking hate coriander as well, so it's all, all about that. Um, I have, I, I did used to do a dish with it was like a tuna carpaccio that had like a, a avocado guacamole type thing on it, but that was shit and didn't sell so I took it off <laughs> um, sour cream tzatziki we didn't none of us really went for the sort of creamy route I think Harrison <laughs> you had the horseradish sauce I had the tartar sauce and that's probably about it I mean like Phil's hollandaise isn't really creamy it's more buttery but still very rich but apart from that we all, we all kind of went more big powerful flavours I think you let yeah. yourself down the last bit there Harrison because you were going for like a really good strong offensive team and then you let yourself down with effectively the physio so you're saying let myself down but you could call him the physio, but who gets the guys fit? The physio. You know, who drives the bus to the stadium? He's more important than anyone. Unless it's at the Titans. That draft pit, that, yeah, that uh, draft board looks like the Packers' defence in the championship game in the sense that you've got some really strong pieces in there, mm-hmm. but then you've just got a fucking king at the end then who's just I mean, letting there, there wasn't any strong pieces in that game for the Packers, let's be honest. It was. It was. Alexander, it was. Alexander was solid. Tim Boyle. Tim Boyle was fucking right. 90 year old Leonard Fournette span into the end zone 50 times. Yeah, but he's a playoff specialist, isn't he? So he's. he's... And did you give up a touchdown at like the stroke of half time where all you have to do is play three man? No, it was six seconds beforehand. <laughs> um, but wasn't that King again? Yes. Again? That's just that's the yeah, Mr. Cranberry. Yeah, yeah. Cranberry sauce is the Kevin King of this draft. That, that is harsh on cranberry sauce. No, it's pretty harsh. He's on not that bad. King, actually, he is better than Kevin King. Mm, disagree. Disagree. <laughs> I'd rather have cranberry sauce on the Sunday dinner than Kevin King. <laughs> well, if you're asking nicely enough, he might bring the cranberry sauce here. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, to be fair, to be, to be honest, any American football player on my dinner would probably ruin it. <laughs> very, very little room to eat from. They're really going to. They're really going to squash the potatoes. Cranberry sauce is a fifth round pick, you know, like 
Phil, you went with ketchup in the first. We discussed that as a strong pick, but... Mm-hmm. Well, that's in the first. I mean, I was hoping to get ketchup in the fourth. Like, you, you're, you need to talk to your scouts, son. You're severely um, undervaluing the... the probably, probably the number one selling condiment. Phil was going like for the bottle of one. He was going for those jersey sales. He's, he's just a cynical market employee picking up the, the ketchup. Yeah. If I, I haven't really got any other big names in my team, so I'll go for the ketchup just to sell the team. Pretty much. Like, pretty much. I, 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 everyone's got the plan. Beat, it'll beat everyone. He's uh, just he's put him in any position and he's going he's gonna to succeed. No, that's barbecue sauce. Discuss that. Um, right, well, we'll talk about next week's draft off off the, the recording this time because last time it, it felt a bit fucking amateurish, <laughs> which is just sums this bullshit up, doesn't it? <laughs> um, all right, if, if well, Catherine, like, if you're still listening, we'll put up a poll up, make sure you vote, um, like we did last week. Uh, all right, fuck it, is there anything else to discuss as far as the recording goes? I think so. Right. I think we smashed that one. Yeah, yeah. It's the longest one we've done so far. It's about one hour, 15 minutes-ish of recording. Fucking hell. We need to do... I think seven round drafts at some point with some inanimate object. With, with, with no other discussion yeah, well, <laughs> on, was, on anything. It was all the class of Wentz bullshit beforehand that fucked up all of us. Yeah, to be fair. We should have yeah, should have led with the strong content <laughs> at the beginning. <laughs> Let everyone tail off at this point. Um, right, on that note then, if you are still listening and your name's not Catherine... And we've been the Russian Fumble and we'll see you next week.